Hi friends, welcome to the Daily Bible Project Podcast. And here we are in Genesis chapter 19, in the back half of it, and we've been looking at the story of Lot and the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now if you've just dropped in with us today for the first time, then why not join us on this daily journey through the entire Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. A real opportunity to make the Bible part of the rhythm of your daily life. I'd also remind you that there's a transcript of each and every one of my talks available in the episode notes of any audio version of the podcast. Now, if you're watching this as a video, you'll find there's a link through to the audio version of the podcast, which is hosted on the Buzzsprout website. And within that, there's always an episode notes page, which I place an approximate transcript of what's said. But picking up from yesterday, I finished the last episode by mentioning how I would like to say something about the location of these events where they occurred in the Holy Land. And I find it interesting that today in the Holy Land, there is an area called the Dead Sea. Now, the Dead Sea can be divided into two parts. There's the northern part and the southern part. And the northern part is very deep. In places, it's 1,400 feet deep, 400 meters deep. But in the southern part of the Dead Sea, it's a longer, thinner area, and it's only 10 to 20 feet deep. Now, there are many archaeologists who believe that the southern part of the Dead Sea is the general site and location of the cities that get destroyed here in the story of the destruction of Sodom, Gomorrah and the cities of the plain. As a matter of fact, archaeologists have discovered that there were indeed five large townstroke cities on the eastern side of the southern portion of the Dead Sea, and many suggest that these are the the cities that are being discussed in this chapter. But I think what's really fascinating is because of the fact that we know that the destruction was brimstone and sulfur, and many people until this day tell us that the Dead Sea smells like sulfur. So many think that this may be an indication, a further indication of the whereabouts of the cities that are being destroyed, as we see in this narrative. Now, Lot was located there, and because his description is being placed by the gate, it would appear that he not only lived there, but he was actively involved in that city. He was a businessman, and by his position at the gate, he may well, very well have been a leader in this community, well, this community that's about to go up in smoke. But this story also shows us that one of the dangers of living in the world is that you can lose not only the threat to your life, but you have the potential of losing everything that you've worked for. So we'll just pick up the text in verse 26. So they're fleeing the city, Lot and his family, and it tells us this, but Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Now you may remember that one of the instructions of the angels that we heard last time was to leave, to run to the hills, but they also said leave and don't look back. And yet Lot's wife looks back here Bible experts say the use of this little phrase, looked back, actually suggests that she looked longingly at what she was leaving behind. In other words, her heart was still inclined towards Sodom, and it tells us she became a pillar of salt. 
Now, some experts have suggested that being overcome by the fiery destruction that was raining down from heaven would have left her in that location to have become encrusted with the salt sea vapours, so that she would in effect have looked exactly like a pillar of salt, a bit like those encrusted bodies that we can see today in the shadow of Mount Etna, where Vesuvius erupted. But we know from the text that she lagged behind, and we also know that she looked back, and it wasn't a look back out of curiosity, and it wasn't even a look back out of sorrow or fear or pity for her friends who were facing destruction. It is more a look back in regret at all she is leaving behind. And she lost her life physically because her heart was still inclined towards the city, still inclined towards that destructive living that had held her so back in her relationship with God. I submit to you, friends, that Lot and his wife were both very worldly people, and that the fact that Lot's wife looked longingly back and, in a sense, probably wished she could return to the city that was about to be destroyed, and it was that pause and that regretful look back to the past that meant she, in fact, lost her life. Anyway, the point of view changes slightly and it goes back to Abraham and it tells us this in the following verses. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and looked to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He looked down towards Sodom and Gomorrah, towards all the, the land of the plain, and he saw dense smoke rising from the land, like smoke from a furnace. So when God destroyed the city of the plain, he remembered Abraham and he brought Lot out of the catastrophe that overthrew the cities where Lot had lived. So we see here Abraham looking down from the point where he first walked with the angels of the Lord. So that would apparently be about three miles up the coast in the hills. And he looks down and he witnesses the events of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. What we have seen in this story so far is the dangers of choosing to live in the world. The dangers are you could lose everything, all your worldly possessions, but for some it can even mean you could lose your life. Some of the destructive habits and things that go on in the world are actually detrimental to your health and your life. The dangers of living in the world is letting the world get inside of you. The problem for Lot and his wife was not that they were in Sodom. The problem was that Sodom had gotten into them. James, in his New Testament letter, he refers to this and talks about this. And he talks about how to not allow ourselves to become conformed to the elements of the world, as he describes it. But he puts that very practically as living in a life in the world in such a way as you leave God out of the everyday decisions that you make. Now, as believers, the promise of the Bible is that God won't come and judge us individually when he comes to judge the world. But God will on occasion come to us and discipline us when we live or get too close to the ways of the world. Now, I wish I could end today's study and the look at today's story and say that that was the end of it for Lot. But for Lot and his family, sadly, things will degenerate further. In fact, it degenerates into almost unimaginable sin. But we'll come back and we'll have a look at that in the next episode. But anyway, thanks for joining me on the Daily Bible Project podcast. 
and I hope you'll get together with me again tomorrow and we'll carry on working through this together. Bye-bye for now.